Good afternoon and welcome to the Geeky Brum Show here on Brum Radio every Saturday from noon, entertaining the nation. Hi Guy. Hi Ryan. Hello Mr Bloomfield. Good afternoon Ryan, I had a strange sense of deja vu there. Yes. Hello Mr Whitney. Good afternoon. And, hi Callum. Hi Ryan. How you doing? I feel like we've done this before. <laughs> it may be, we're in a deja vu situation. Yeah, this is yeah. definitely not take three here. You know that bit in the Matrix where the black cat walks past? I think we've been stuck there. It's the black cat movement. <laughs> yes. So what have you been up to this week, Guy? Uh, I've been getting angry. As always. Shock horror. Yeah. Who are you at this time? Um, let's go with the train station man. Uh, walked into me. There's more um, than one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he walked into me. He didn't say sorry. The train station man. The train station is, man. Is, is it a man who transforms into a train, train station? station. <laughs> <laughs> is it the worst transformer possible? <laughs> Was, mean, it, was it the fat controller? I mean, a train station's busy, but you expect people to have some manners, you know. And uh, he walked into me, he didn't say anything. You so clearly I s- haven't been to many train stations if you expect <laughs> manners from people. So I said, you could have said excuse me. And anyway, he decides then to follow after me a little bit, do a little bit of a chase. Now, now before we go any further, did you actually say you could say excuse me, or did you say you could have said excuse me, you bleep, you bleep, 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 bleep? I, I can't remember. There was probably an expletive. Yeah. But anyway, he ran up to me. And he went, what's your problem? And I was thinking, I haven't got time for you. So it's kind of like, <laughs> I was like, well, what do you mean, what's my problem? And he was like, well, what are you saying to me? And I was kind of like, um, well, I'm asking you where your manners are. And he was like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, well, you walked into me, you didn't say anything. So, you know, next time you walk into somebody, actually say something about it. And uh, then he turned around and he chose the insult of, uh, you sad bugger. <laughs> I mean, like I said to you guys online, if you're going to chase after me to insult me, at Could least call me something a lot more offensive you want, than you, you want, sad bugger. You want full-on Tyrell levels of Yeah, insult. I wanted to... I basically wanted <laughs> you to be want called... NSFW, not safe for... I wanted to be called the C-word, effectively. I yeah. wanted to be called that. And yet he Is that so you could have gone up to your next power level and like started turning your hair yellow and then started yeah. having chi coming off your body? I mean, at least if he'd said that... I would have been settled with the situation, but the fact he didn't say that or didn't give me a better insult. I actually was angry about the situation, so he was angry because of his poor insults. Yeah. But even so, the guy needs to learn some manners. If any Halford being annoyed at anything. Sorry, right? Um, if, any, if any of our listeners can recommend either group therapy or anger management classes or something for Guy, please tweet us in. <laughs> I'm a social warrior. I'm just pointing out the flaws <laughs> of humanity. I feel like we just need a Guy Rant's Twitter. That's that's guy's way of coping with it. He just needs an outlet to just go off. I'll right, probably constantly. get banned. Yes, we haven't got enough time to go through all of guys' rants. All right, it's time for the launch of a new feature on the show. We're going to be telling you what you should. So this is our recommendations, be they film, TV, music, podcasts, anything that we think you should be watching, reading, listening to, recommending. To start us off, Mr. Whitney. What do you think we should be doing? Yeah. <laughs> in, it, I work with children. In the, in the case of Guy Halford, getting less stressed. Um, but no, for, well, for, I mean, therapy. Something, something gets you less stressed, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, Xanax. <laughs> yeah, um, my recommendation... I'm going to back, back, backtrack this slightly because it's an old show that I've, I've been watching recently. Um, it's Jag, which is an old... Bloody hell, Dave. Yeah, I, 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 like, I like my old God, school stuff. you went into stuff. the archives there. 
I've just, I, it's, it's one of those things, like, while, for me, while I'm at work, I'll stick on, like, something I've watched a f- like, quite a few times, just in the background, so I'm just, just listen to you it You get to I'm... watch telly at work? Hang no. on. <laughs> I'll, I'll, mi- I'll minimise the play down on my, on my machine. It's like like having the TV on in the, in the background when you're working or it's whatever. It's basically like a TV podcast. It's Dave, kind if, of, your yeah. bo- if your boss if your bosses are listening to this, you're getting your internet access for straight to the <laughs> So basically, you go to work and you don't actually do work. You just no, I, 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 I work my bleeps off. <laughs> But, watch, um, it, watch it! Watch You work your eyes off watching TV by the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. It's um, so essentially the whole premise with Jag is it's military courtroom drama. You know, sort of to, as as the old tagline for the show went. It's like Top Gun meets a few good men. Right. Which I mean, I love both of those films anyway. So is it Air Force, Navy, um, or is it all of them? Na- Navy, Marine Corps mostly. Um, but yeah, it's fantastic show. Really well acted. There's some. I've just got some of the the really harrowing, hard hitting stuff, and it's just like I, f- I forgot just how good, it, um, especially Patrick L- Laboteau, who, again, w- one of those guys has been in a million things. It's just in the background. This is one of this is one of his big roles, and just how he acts out some of the the, the, the events that happen to his character is incredible. So why should you watch this over something like NCIS or CSI? Well, funnily enough, NCIS is is the spin off from Jag. It's um, so NCIS started in season eight, I think, of Jag, which introduced Gibbs, and then obviously NCIS has then span off into New Orleans and Los, uh, Los Angeles, which again, all fantastic shows as well. Yeah, but Jag's kind of where it all started, and again, you know, it, I, I, interesting that I didn't realise until very recently the um, some of the film sequences, like for the like when they're out flying the Tomcats. Or when, uh, and there's also quite a famous scene when they go down an alleyway and they're ambushed, which is reused stock footage from, I believe it's in, uh, Indiana Jones. There's, it, it's, it's, it's one of the one of the Patrick one of the um, Harrison Ford films where he's in a white tuxedo. They go down an alley in sort of like Morocco isn't, or somewhere like that. Isn't that the second film? I think so. Yeah. Is that the bit after Club Obi Wan? Yes, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only that, time that, I can that, remember him in a tuxedo. I have a question for Dave Whitney. He, he jumps out of the building in Indiana Jones. He doesn't walk down the street at all. He jumps out of the club over one into the car that Short Round's driving, and they drive to the airport. Well, maybe it was unused footage. It could be another unused Harrison Ford film. Yeah, so it, it could be, be one like The Patriot one of, or some one of those. Uh, on, yeah, yeah, one, one of his Jack Ryan movies or something. Yeah, could be. I, I have a question for Mr. Whitney. Go on then. What does Jag stand for? Judge, Ad- uh, Judge Advocate General Corps, which is the Navy, like Navy Marine Corps lawyers. Okay, that just sounds like an awesome title to have, isn't it? I'm a Jack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hang on, what's the G stand for again? Judge mm-hmm. Advocate General Corps. Yes. So it's Jag C. No, Jag Cut. They're just missing out letters because it didn't sound as cool Jag- if you add all the letters in. So you can't really go, did there. you watch Jag at the call of this today? <laughs> that Jag was really good last night, wasn't it? <laughs> who's, who's the main star? Um, a guy called David, David James Elliott, who hasn't been in a whole lot of stuff since. Cause I think he just took time off after the show to focus on family and what have you. But the other star is, um, do you remember um, Catherine Bell? <laughs> from Bruce Almighty. Was she? Can't, can't remember. I think I'd... so. Yeah. Wow. Right, I'm going to go and look at this. You one. know, I think yeah. she's in Bruce Almighty. That's a random reference. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, just to paraphrase, what like, sort of how long ago this is from? It's 
um, season eight I'm currently on at the moment, and it's the talking about the start of the war on terror. So like nine eleven's just happened. So we're looking back a good sixteen, seventeen years now. So it ran for nine years, and ninety six to two thousand five. Nine yeah. seasons was it? Ten, uh, ten seasons. I think two thousand five was the last season. But yeah, like, like I say, and then obviously it span out into fifteen seasons of NCIS. Um, ninth season, well, upcoming ninth, ninth season of New or- of uh, Los Angeles, sorry, and the upcoming third season of New Orleans, all with fantastic characters, really well scripted uh, shows. Her, her grandparents are Muslim, <clears throat> and she's a Scientologist. Facts about st- Catherine Bell. It's pretty standard for Hollywood nowadays, isn't it? Any, any more information on this, Ryan? Uh, Donald P. Belisario series, yeah, who is a legendary TV producer. Yeah, and um, up until this past season, um, at least for a lot of the NCIS, the showrunner was Gary Glassberg, yeah. who unfortunately passed away during like midway through the sil- filming of season 14. Yeah, so if you don't know who Donald Belisario is, Magnum P.I., Airwolf, Quantum Leap, some of the best series of the late 80s, early 90s. <laughs> Keith. What's your going to recommendation be? But you have to sing it with an ident. <laughs> no pressure. It's a good the, job this is radio. And the steely can't see the look I'm giving you right now. <laughs> it's like Guy's the ringmaster and I'm his kind of monkey boy. You're my, you're my personal singer. <laughs> it's monkey boy's time to sing a jingle. Here's one for Guy. It's a monkey jingle. Monkey jingle time. Jingle time for monkeys. Did you get off the wrong side of the bus this morning? (laughs) Wrong side of the bus. I'll give you the wrong side of the bus. Right, anyway. My pick (laughs) is not as old as Dave's. It's much more recent, but it's not actually on TV at the moment, so you could only pick it up through BBC iPlayer. Uh, And I'm recommending that people go and watch immediately, right now. Don't listen to the rest of the show. Go right now to iPlayer. Hey, we've got our own recommendations to come yet. But you you can come back. You can catch it on Mixcloud and all the rest of it. Technology's ace. You can do 40 things at the same time, like work and listen to the radio and watch TV. Don't know what kind of what, word you're doing. Or like somebody in this room. I know. It was what? I see that all the time on the, on Instagram. Oh, this morning I was working whilst watching forty films. So what? How are you doing? What what kind of job have you people got? Dave, you snuggle with a duvet at work as well. Just wrap it around you in your office chair. No, because that would be a weird, guy. <laughs> I can understand that you can go to work and listen to Smooth FM because nobody actually really wants to listen to but Smooth FM. Listens. It's just in the background. <laughs> but it's like, why put a it's film the on? White noise radio station isn't it so if I put a film on I want to watch it so it, it's deliberate you know you're not going to work because if you put a film on say you put Indiana Jones on you know you're not going to do anything because you're going to stop and you're going to watch Indiana Jones you're not going to leave it in the background do you want to so actually tell us about working it's yeah. going to be either like constant news channel coverage or it's got to be radio yeah uh, you can't like you can't just mix the two things and just work and watch a film just, no. with procedural dramas I suppose you can get away with that as a podcast kind of thing because they're going to tell you everything that's happening anyway because that's what they always have to do is explain every single thing that on the yeah. way and equally it's one of those things if you've seen it enough times that you you know what's going to happen you don't really need to watch have you got like one of those eidetic memories so you just get flashes of jag coming to your head while you've kind seen it I, 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 <laughs> I, yes, I, do, I do have quite a good memory for that sort of thing anyway so like yeah. Even when I watch films, it'll be stuff I've seen a thousand well, times anyway. If you was watching Airwolf, you'd know the same three helicopter scenes anyway, because they only had three and they copy pasted them for the entire series. We've really gone on tangent on this one. We kind of taken away. From I what mean, his uh, thing was. Let's just sum this up, Dave. You're walking into your P45 on Monday, mate. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, Keith, what do you want to recommend? I do want to finish up with saying that that's how people binge watch. When people binge watch, they're <laughs> not watching stuff. They're just, they've are just they got it on and they're just saying they've watched it because they want to go, yeah, I'm cool, I've watched 100 episodes of Games of Thrones. One last thing about that. People. When did Netflix start saying, are you still there when you're watching something? Yes, I am. I do want to watch all 12 episodes of one series in one also, go. Also, I've you, noticed as well, depending on which device I'm using, it says skip titles or skip credits intro, yes. and I never I watch the credits and I watch the intros I don't care if I'm watching six episodes at the same time I like that whole experience that you want to know so by the now the algorithm is. should know that I do not skip credits so stop why do you like credits what do you actually like in the credits because I appreciate the fact that a hundred people have taken the time and effort to make a show <laughs> that I'm watching it's just for binge watchers binge watchers I don't care who made this I don't I'm hoping they all got asked to do it for a portfolio piece Oh wait! Do you mean like the title, the opening title sequence, or like the closing credits of all the the opening titles, the closing credits, all of he's, the, he's all right of it, the, the whole thing? Logo I'm a purist. Oh no, no, no! Yeah, he I wa- love closing Keith credits. wants to make sure no animals have been harmed during this creation. <laughs> yeah. Just watch the whole thing. If you're going to watch it, watch it from beginning to end. None of this bloody was that your thing. was that your recommendation? No, my recommendation <laughs> is actually you watch from beginning to end a show called Quacks, which recently finished on BBC Two. Um, so it's coming from the creator of Rev, uh, James Wood. So it's set in Victorian England, and it follows the adventures of uh, three doctor surgeons. So one's kind of an experimental surgeon who's chopping off legs and Dr. does it in 90 seconds and stuff. Yeah, One's a kind of uh, doctor who's trying to do uh, the first steps into modern uh, psychology and stuff. So he's working in an asylum. And then there's a guy who's a dentist who basically is like all dentists and he's a drug addict uh, who just likes to um, take ether and chloroform. I and just all want to say Keith's views are not representative of all stations. And we do actually quite like dentists. I've seen, Thank I've you. seen two shows now that have got dentists in and they're both drug addicts. This show and Little Shop of Horrors. So I think that's... That wasn't a like, show, that was a film and a musical. But it's, it's like Revlon. It's got a thing at the bottom that says... Out of the two dentists we've we've interviewed, they're all drug addicts. Uh, anyway, so it's set in Victorian London. It's brilliant. It's a mix of kind of gore, slapstick horror, not slapstick horror. Well, does such a thing exist? Slapstick comedy, and just general comedy. And it's great. It's got Matthew Banton in it, who people might remember from uh, Horrible Histories and Yonderland's got Rory Kinnear like in there. Guy. You don't like anybody. You got you get run over on the you know street. What? He's got like a. a an annoying face. He looks like a needy boyfriend. This, like is, he why just, he, this is why he gets run over on the street. Oh, because he just doesn't like anyone. Do you know, I just, I've seen him in various things. You're not going to sell Matthew Bainton to me. He, he's just, he's an irritant. He's, he's good. Irritant. He's funny. He's good in Yonderland. He's good in Horrible Histories. He's good in You, Me, The Apocalypse. He's good in The Wrong Mans, which even has got James Corden in. That's how good he is. <laughs> uh, but anyway, a couple of his friends from Horrible Histories turned up. So we've got Simon Farnby's turned up and Ben Willy Wonder's been in it. Uh, it's great. It's ben funny. Ben Willy Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> If this door wasn't locked, I'd leave right now. Um, Is no. that genuinely Zane? Will Bond. Ben Will Bond. Oh, not Ben Willy Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Anyway, it was recently on BBC Two. Finished its six-episode run, which is far too short. Um, but it should be on iPlayer. Go and watch it. It's brilliant. It's funny. It's humorous. It's touching. It's great. Um, so go and watch Quacks. It's awesome. And if you do like Quacks, then go and watch Rev which is also brilliant because that's got Tom Holland in it as well, but not the one who's Spider-Man and not the one who's another crazy one. Tom Hollander? Wait, there's two Tom There's loads of Tom Hollands. Is it Tom Hollander? He was in um, Pirates of the Caribbean as well. Go and watch Rev as well because that's really funny. I like Tom Hollander because he's a a strange little man. He always gets crossed as like a a creepy little... Which Tom Holland? (laughs) Not Tom Holland, Tom Hollander. He was in Pirates of the Caribbean too. He always plays a grumpy person. That's probably why I like him. Yeah, he's good. 
Could we get him for the for Guy Halford, the movie? You have to grow his hair long. Coming soon to Channel 4, an award-winning series of short films, Guy's Days. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like Duradrude's Dream of Electric Sheep. You put the guy goggles on and you just see anger all over. <laughs> Yeah, they've got like they've got like status bars above their head, whether they're going to annoy me or not. Like, it changes colour depending on how annoyed I am. It's like that scene in Ro- in uh, the first Terminator movie when you get like the red overlay and like the little laser point to see if you can find Sarah Connor. <laughs> but it's just who you're going to be angry at today. Like, yeah. <laughs> I said, guy, you say the, the bars would change red depending on how much they're going to annoy you. Let, tell the truth, it'd all be full and glowing red. <laughs> Again, I'm genuinely annoyed by everybody around me. So, yeah, guy just wears red sunglasses. That's all it is. <laughs> Guy has no people, he just has people he tolerates more. Mm, so you've recommended a TV show for us that's got Matthew Bainton in. I recommend a TV show for everybody but yourself, because everybody else but yourself probably has good taste and would watch it. Everyone else is missing Guy's death stare at him for that. The whole um, time he was saying that. You like the wild beasts, so obviously your uh, level of you know, quality that go, is... Keith. Um, he looks that like go. he would like wild beasts, because he looks like he'd beg on some fame that people... <laughs> Oh, I really like that fan. No, I mean, he's just getting cast in too much. I'm getting sick of seeing his, uh, his annoying face. But if you say it's good, maybe I'll give it a go. Do you watch soaps? Uh, occasionally, I might have EastEnders on the background. Occasionally. You know every actor that's in it. I've been on shows well, where Ian you've B- been able Ian to Beale, mention everything. <laughs> you messaged me to say EastEnders is on. Do not pretend that you don't watch you that religiously. I like to know what's going on with Ian Bill. Talking of recommendations, EastEnders. Um, no, 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 no. 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 We're not Stop now. No. Here's your recommendation. New one. I, uh, I like to know what's going on in Albert Square occasionally. Do you know Richard Blackwood's in that now? He's in everything. The the man who had a, a colostomy on TV. Oh, to to be fair, mate, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't you just alienate any of our EastEnders fans? The, the only I thing think, good about EastEnders is Danny Dyer. No, begins and ends get out. Dyer. That's get the, out that's and the now. No. No, the only thing that was good about EastEnders was Wellard, and that's who no, everyone wants back. Now. I'm talking about now. <laughs> Wellard was good back in the day, but I'm talking about now. Danny Dyer is a—he's—he's he's like the ultimate pastiche of a Cockney. What do you think? That, how do you think that dog's feeling that got lost his job recently? That's, 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 that's what makes him so good because he is that just cliche. And it's... I think even Grant and Phil made better Cockneys than Danny Dyer. The only good thing about EastEnders is the closing credits. Well, Keith would know because he watches them to the end. <laughs> he needs to make sure well I was not armed during the making of that. To the shows I enjoy, not just you know trash they put on to fill time like eastenders to to kind of you know the mogadon for the masses i mean isn't isn't that so idiot, isn't that. the idiot from blue still in it Lee Ryan, I, oh yeah. hey, isn't I it? Is, all isn't the it? members of Blue and Soaps now—they've all transferred off. It's, it's Blue and Hearsay. It's it's the career now. Get popular on like some singing competition, and then go into terrible soaps for the rest of your life. Anyway, we've recommended instead of EastEnders, you watch Jag, which there's a lot of episodes, yes. and Quacks, which is only six. So let's let's move on to our next recommendation to avoid anybody having to watch EastEnders. Callum. Um, so my recommendation is a bit of a mainstream one compared to you guys. EastEnders. <laughs> I was gonna say Coronation Street. I was going to say it's an old one, but fortunately we had something for like... Crossroads, Brookside. No, my recommendation, if you haven't already seen it, I know a lot of people probably have, is Westworld. Oh, Keith's going to get angry. <laughs> you don't like Westworld? Right. I found it terribly boring and pretentious. Sell and Westworld to Keith. That's because Matthew Bainton's not in it. How? <laughs> I mean, like, 
literally, it's amazing. So it's from HBO, I think. The same people that give you, obviously, Game of Thrones. And it's very much like that. So you've got the same sort of, like, sex, violence. But it, the story is completely different. So it's sort of set in this digitalized um, robot-run um, fantasy world called the West World, where people go to live out the fantasies of the Wild West. Um, and the, there is a little bit of Terminator in it with um, all these human, uh, all these robots that think they're human, becoming self-aware. Um, and it sort of, it raises a lot of questions about, like, humanity, what it means to be human, and stuff like that. It's re- very good, and there's a lot of surprises that you won't see coming. And so, do you recommend everybody catches up on it before Series 2 starts next year? Yes, I do, because it's only 10 episodes, so you could easily binge it in a day. Or two days. Or a morning if you're Dave at work. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I watch the whole show in a week, but then I'm terrible at binging stuff. But you could easily watch it over a day or two days. Easy. And I think that's the best way to watch it, to be honest. I think it's one of those series that doesn't culminate until the final episode. It's one of those that builds and builds and builds until the final episode. without, Without spoiling it, I think there are some key moments... That throughout the series that give you payoffs for staying with it, and that it's not a whole thing of like wait until the final episode to get everything because you do get little bits as you go along. Yeah, and I think that's the important thing with it. It's like the story does build as you go along. You're not just waiting for the last episode to get this big like. I think the big reveal happens in the last episode where you finally work out what's been going yes, on. Yes, the... but there are other reveals. Yeah. Yes, you know the ones I'm on about. Yes. Yes. There are other reveals before that which I think are worth watching for because so, you because I think they are themselves are just worth watching for and it's not just the reveal at the end so I have a question for you have you ever seen the original film I haven't no you should I didn't actually know there was an original film there was two movies actually because you had Westworld and Future World and then there was a TV series beyond Westworld after that I did, wa- I did wonder what they were going to do what they're going to do with the next season without giving it away too much I think if they will go into the well, future world, I think or they've they shown will. Shogun World with the tiger washing Samurai. up on the beach. Samurai World, sorry, they renamed it. Yes, they d- they did, but I didn't know if that was going if that was the actual way that they were going to go with it because. Well, you didn't have tigers in the old west unless you. Were... Well, yes, but <laughs> they also didn't out. Wait. Maybe I've just broken Callum. Precise programming. <laughs> Get the tablet out, come on. <laughs> so we had Jag, Quacks, and Westworld. Ooh. And it come about, actually, then. I didn't know he was going to be there. <laughs> we can talk about that when we start the thing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that really oh, helped. I'm going to keep that as a sound like you use in the future. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> Where's Callum today? Yeah. <laughs> Can, yeah. can we like get on yes. with the yes. <laughs> actual segment? We're having a conversation. Yeah, well, we've you've got five minutes to eleven. Five minutes. Oh, <laughs> I said we'll do it really fast and then slow it down in the post. <sighs> what are we talking about? Thor Ragnarok, oh, okay. <laughs> the one with Benedict Cumberbatch in. Yeah, <laughs> Cumberbatch in. Yeah. It. <laughs> 
think we've been going on about for like five um, minutes now. I, I understand why you hate us, Ryan. <laughs> so it's time for the latest film from the Marvel stable. After In Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Inhumans. Doctor Strange, we don't talk about Inhumans. Thor Ragnarok, directed by Taika Wikiki, which is one of mine and Keith's favourite directors. Why? Flight of the Concords, Eagle vs. Shark. What We Do in the Shadows. Yep. Hunt for the Wild People. Okay. He's brilliant, awesome. brilliant work. He's awesome. He was also Green Lantern's best mate. <laughs> we forgot about that film, Keith. We don't forget about it. Keep, it's, it's a it, lesson for the future. Yeah. Not to do that again. Don't forget it. That's why. That's why all it's DC a cautionary means. tale. Yeah, I don't think the DC people they forgot it and then they're still doing it the same. Yeah. So out end of October, it's star packed as we probably guess. Chris Hemsworth's back. Tom Hiddleston's back. Kate Blanchett's in it. Idris Elba's back. Jeff Goldblum's in I it. Carl Urban's in it as well. Making a break from Judge Dredd. Trying he's, to play, he's playing Scourge. Yes. Uh, and he looks just like the Walt Simonson version oh. of him. You failed oh. to mention Mark Ruffalo's in it, of course. Mark Garuffalo, yes. And Anthony Hopkins. Yes. Anthony Hopkins. Is yes. he going to be like he was in Westworld? Or is no, have like well, you not seen the first? Oh, he's he's Odin. Odin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just Anthony Hopkins. Yes. He just I'm turns like, up I'm playing Welsh him. Welsh But Carl Urban looks exactly the same as his character did in that terrible Chronicles of Riddick movie. There's like shave sides of the heads, a little bit of a ponytail on the mark. Yeah, but the the, the the comic character came before that. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that David Tuathi was just ripping that off. And the Riddick movies are terrible, apart from the pitch black one. Yeah. It's, it's that woman that in it that thought, always wants to get with four and he's not interested in her. Yes. What's so her I name? Don't, I don't know. Which one's that? Sif. Um, Sif, yeah. What's her name? Lady Sif. Uh, yes. Um, Jamie yeah. Alexander. Yes. She'll be yeah. in it. Don't, don't you mean Jane Foster? But, no Natalie Portman. Oh. Well, she said she didn't She's left. Sorry, yeah. can we, but can we talk about the biggest atrocity? There's no Cat Dennings in this film. Well, she true. ain't going to be. No, in anybody any takers? Cat There's no Cat Alexander Skarsgård. Cat Dennings is genuinely amazing in anything she's in. I mean, she plays. The Have same you character. seen any of Two Broke Girls? Yeah, yeah, get she, out now. She plays the same character in everything, but it's just funny. Is it? Is it that more that you fancy Cat Dennings, and that's what you consider amazing? I mean, she's amazing. funny. And she is attractive. But. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So, this time we're going off both Asgard and Midgard. We're going out into the galaxy itself. Did you just say Asgard? <laughs> yes. The, pl- the place where Thor lives, yes, Asgard. Not Asgard. <laughs> God's sake. Anyway, so we're going away from Midgard, we're going away from Asgard. Kate Blanchett's going to destroy Asgard from the look of the trailer. Spoilers, by the way. But So we're going to have the whole of Planet Hulk mixed up with the Thor Ragnarok storyline. Keith, you're a big comics fan. Are you enjoying the Planet Hulk inclusion into this? If they do it right, it could work. Uh, I kind of like the whole idea of mashing two stories together to make a movie. It's quite good. Um, But it looks bold, colourful, brash. It looks like, you know, Marvel have just gone, yeah, we're so confident in our movies now that we can just have fun with it. And, you know, Thor gets a haircut. Which looks pretty, no. pretty, pretty rocking. <laughs> he looks pretty cool. Yeah. Does that mean um, I have to get a haircut now? Yes. Yeah, you should do. Um, <laughs> just in general, anyway. Um, we've got the kind of uh, Valkyrie turns up now, yep. so we're kind of building that kind of whole core Proper of like, universe characters. All, yeah. yeah. So um, the whole destruction of Asgard as well. That you know, that's yeah. that's that's pretty good. Mark Ruffalo. I mean, you've seen the trailers for for this, yeah. and th- them two bouncing off each other is brilliant. I'd like to see more of Daryl. 
as well Thor's adventures in Australia, Australia that yeah. would be pretty cool but I don't think we're going to see those in the film uh, but uh, it looks th- awesome this is the film I have the most promise for from the three four f- th- three of the Thor movies we've had so far yes <laughs> so the first Thor movie it was too Shakespearean for my liking I think it was well mm. with that director with what's his face Ken Brenner. Kenneth Branagh yeah. in as the director it was always going to be Shakespearean it was always going to be John Verily I am Thor and the whole thing with the mug smashing and all that stuff and it was fish out war story second film sucked no it didn't it sucked no, no it sucked right. Chris Reckleston was wasted for the entire film it sucked no tell I me disagree. tell me three good things that happened in that movie Cat Dennings <laughs> excluding you both checking out Cat Dennings for an entire film Cat Dennings making jokes <laughs> Loki Cat De- Dennings wearing Loki a was in it that makes it good yeah, Thor was in it. It, it. It's not a bad movie. The Dark it's World a gets a bit of a, no. a kick Thor in, but it's not. Tuned. It's not that it's bad. Not, it's not one of the best, but it's definitely not. I think it's one the, the weakest out of all the movies. Marvel Cinematic Universe so far. Wait, say it again. Iron Man two. Yeah, but that Sorry, had more Iron Man suits in it compared to the Incredible Sulk. <laughs> well, that doesn't count. Yeah, it does. It's the Eric counts. Banner movie does not count. No, the the Eric Banner movie does. The Eric Banner one was just Hulk. Yes, Incredible Hulk was the one with Edward. And that and that one sucks. Yes, yeah. they both yeah. suck. To yeah. be honest, the only thing that's good about it is Ty Burrell. Yeah, the Ed Norton one doesn't count as an MCU, even though it gets referenced. In yes, Hulk. because they replaced him with Mark Garofalo. Yeah. yeah, I like the Ed Norton Hulk. It it's has its good, good moments. And it's got Jennifer Connelly in it, yeah. and it's still kind of cool. I don't like the way it's written. I feel like he's he was a good Hulk, but back, the back, way it's written. Back it's around to Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> so, so yes, we're the circling the Hulk the, movie. Yes, and Benedict Cumberbatch is in it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's one of the things that, that troubles me a tiny smidge. Yeah, is that there's an awful lot of story they've got to get through in there. Yes, if if they've got. Uh, stuff happening on Earth where Thor's looking for Loki with yep. the use of, of Doctor Strange, which was set up at the end of the Doctor in Strange movie. Yep. We've also got to get Thor to um, the planet, whose name I've forgotten. Yep. Um, yeah, and we've got to get the, the Hulk kind of thing in there. So there's an awful lot of stuff that's got to happen in this. And also he's got to ramp up to the fact that it's going to lead into uh, Infinity War. Yep. Uh, so there's a, there's an awful lot of stuff well, that's happening there. But we have in Molinor broken, and I'm thinking is it going to be an Infinity Stone inside Molinor? No, I don't. I don't think that's going to be true. I think that would be very predictable. But I with it with the Infinity Gauntlet coming up so soon, I think that that would make sense in terms of the overarching story. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised, but I would be a little disappointed. Well, how many stones have we got so far? So we've got the Black Stone, the Red Stone. The purple stone and the green, yellow stone. So, so there, we are there, just missing one. There isn't room in. There isn't room for one to be in Molnir because one's one's in Doctor Strange's Eye of Agamotto, which is the green stone. And the other one is in Adam Strange, of which course. is in the yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. So there's, it makes no sense for a, an Infinity Stone to be in Thor's hammer. But it's just it's just too much. But I want to see a big film with Taika Waititi in it. Yes, Taika Waititi, great director. Go and watch it. It's always going to be good. Do you know what's going to be awesome? Because Jeff Goldblum's in it. Point made. Right, time to return to you should. Guy, do you want to kick us off? I keep recommending TV shows here, so I don't know if to change it up, but I was going to recommend Mini Snares, but I haven't had a chance to play it yet, so. <laughs> um, plus, you can't get them anyway, so that yeah. kind of stumps that. They were on game for like a fraction of a femtosecond at 80 quid, and they sold out immediately. 
I'm going to have to give it to you again then, Ryan. Sorry. Um, Go on then. I'm going to recommend the juice. I'm probably going to get slack from Keith because I've insulted Matthew Bainter and I'm probably going to get insulted for my choice now. Uh, the juice is the latest series from the guy who created The Wire. The Wire's been one of the greatest American TV series has ever made. Um, but you have tiny eyed James Franco. But it's about twice. It's James Franco playing twins in a drama about porn in the seventies in New York. Um, I'm hooked on it. It's fascinating. It's like it's like a seventies version of The Wire. Uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal's in it. It's sleazy. It's funny. It's gritty. Um, watch it. It's about porn. That's all I've got to say about it, really, because I'm going to keep this type for you to have a bit more time. So. But it's James Franco with his tiny eyes. I like James Franco, and he's probably going to win an Oscar for playing Tommy Wiseau. So. <laughs> where, where, where is this on? Sky Atlantic. Uh, okay. It's posh telly. Yeah, posh telly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's very good. Um, if you've ever liked The Wire or Show Me a Hero or anything the guy has made before, you'll be into it straight away. I think I don't like James Franco because of the original Spider-Man trilogy and his tiny eyes. <laughs> Stop being iced. He's got tiny eyes. He's got a whole Reeves and Mortimer song just about his own eyes. Anyway, so I'm going to also talk about something visual, but I'm going to go with the work of Makoto Shinkai. Who? He is a <laughs> Japanese director, uh, animator, music creator, cinematographer, voice actor, manga artist, editor, producer. This guy is wow, amazing. So we couldn't settle on one job. No. But he is pretty much the new Hayao Miyazaki. And he's actually the first person who ever beat Studio Ghibli in the cinema takings in Japan, which he did this year with his new film, Your Name, which is such a stunning piece of work. But I really recommend his earlier work. So stuff like A Voice of a Distant Star, which, again, he did most of the animation on, all of the backgrounds, most of the painting, most of the music. He is stunning. And then The Place Promise in the early days, brilliant film, Critically acclaimed, won a load of honours, didn't really get enough of a release over here, and then my f- all-time favourite movie, Five Centimetres Per Second. If you've not watched this, I urge you to go and watch it now. It's three short films, all with a thread running through the middle of them, and it is stunningly but heartbreakingly brilliant at the same time. Uh, it's It's all three intertwined love stories, and it leaves you with a bit of a sucker punch at the end of it but it is a brilliant film and I really really recommend his work Didn't, did he do the book before he did the animation of that yes Yeah. I don't think I've seen the animation but I've seen the book oh you need to watch it I mean the music as well is stunning I mean these are some of the most beautiful pieces of animation you will ever see in your life I mean I know you, Keith's a big fan of animation Dave you love your old anime so Gundam kind of stuff but this is brilliant brilliant stuff and i really really do recommend it your name out on blu-ray now pick it up you'll you'll be enthralled you'll be entertained if you've liked anything ghibli or anything animated in the past please go and watch these things weird news right i have two news stories for our adaptation so do you want to choose (laughs) i heard about this one (laughs) so one that was sent in the group chat this week was Mr. Sam Quillam, who was caught kissing a fish that blocked his throat, causing him to have a heart attack? <laughs> or do we go with Japanese Zoo mourns anime-loving celebrity penguin? Well, we've done that one before. We've talked about the penguin. First one. But First one. He, he has passed away, unfortunately. That's, that's oh, sound sad rather than weird news. Sad, yeah. I, I just need to wrap it Let's up because fish. we have talked about this before. The celebrity penguin unfortunately passed away at the age of 21. I didn't even know penguins lived that long for a start off. Yeah. That's that's pretty good going for a penguin. penguin's old McCallan. Yes. He would have been around 80 in human years. 
And apparently, he was he went away, Great Kun the Penguin, whilst in the arms of his cardboard girlfriend. Oh, oh. cardboard doesn't have arms. <laughs> he was he, she was next to him oh. when he passed away. This is sad. Move it's just metaphor. Can we just have, to have a moment of silence for the penguin? Yes. Apparently, somebody's already looking at doing an anime spin-off. Of course they are. Dead Penguin Society. <laughs> Alright, let's talk about this fish choking idiot. Right, from Sky News. A man had, had <laughs> a man has been reliving the moment he almost died after a forty centimetre fish jumped down his throat and stopped him breathing. <laughs> Sam Quillen twenty eight went into cardiac arrest after the Dover Soul, which he'd just caught, jumped into his mouth whilst fishing with his friends on Boscombe Beer in Dorset on the fifth of October. Returning to the scene, Mr. Quillam explained he was trying to kiss the fish, an angling tradition that that you do to thank the catch before throwing it back when his plan backfired. <laughs> the angler, who has since made a full recovery, suffered no ill effects. He told Sky News he'd unhooked it, picked it up off the floor, went to give it a kiss before I threw it back. Imagine you squeeze a bar of soap or a tube of toothpaste. It basically jumped out of my hand, into my mouth, and swam straight down my throat. It was literally a split second that it happened and I was completely choked out. <laughs> Paramedic Matt Harrison of the Southwest Ambulance Service, which has been acronymed as well for SWAS, I have no reason why, was arrived within minutes to find his friends giving... Find his friends. I assume it's Mr. Quillam's friends and not the ambulance guy's <laughs> friends just <laughs> randomly there with him. Oh, you never know. It is friends of the fish. Yes, giving Mr. Quillam CPR after he'd collapsed and stopped breathing. He admitted he'd struggled to grasp what had happened. Imagine, like, the call to the paramedics. Um, yeah, we've just got a guy who's just deep-throated a fish. <laughs> right, also, and just stop for a second. What is going on with this advert? Hang on, Brian. Didn't I suck a box as well? See-through boxes? Hang on a minute, though. Adverts represent what you've been looking at online, so... <laughs> That's why, true, why, actually. Why yeah, that is how Google Ads work. I've oh, yeah. not been looking at see-through boxes, trust me. Man, whatever you and Vivian <laughs> you don't need to know about it. I have a question about this fish story. Yes. So, he says he was trying to kiss the fish. Yes. What sort of kisses is he giving people if he's got his gob open wide tongues. enough for a fish to fit in there? Fish I mean, tongues. I don't know if he's ever seen how kissing is supposed to work, but like to have your like. Yeah. What was he's he... an angler, of course. He's never seen how it's kissing works. I was going to say it's, it's, it's not like it's a like a goldfish. It's a dover sole, which They're isn't exactly a fish, small exactly. fish. What, what? I thought they were what? flat as well. So how yeah. did, like, how did like wrap its way to get down his throat anyway? I can't quite imagine quite what. Yes. Yeah. Sounds I don't think he was trying to kiss it. <laughs> Sounds to me like this fish got assaulted. Yes. We don't really know the size of the fish we were aiming to retrieve. Although you were saying he'd swallowed a fish, he'd swallowed a fish. When you're actually hearing that and trying to absorb it, whilst looking at the person on the floor, it seems almost unbelievable. So there's a tail hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> the paramedics managed to restore his pulse after discovering his heart had stopped, but despite using it artificial ventilation, could not get oxygen into his lungs. Realising time was very short, Mr. Harrison used a laryngoscope to fully extend the mouth and a pair of forceps to dislodge the tip of the tail. <laughs> we had to work very carefully as not to break the tail off as we tried to remove it, though the fish's barbs and gills were getting stuck on the way back up. Oh, Sounds like they were basically trying to deliver a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, after six attempts, the fish came out in one piece and to our amazement it was a whole Dover sole approximately 14 centimetres in length. 40. Have you ever ordered Dover Sole in a restaurant? Yes. It is the size of a plate. 
<laughs> Sam, who admits he has little memory of the incident and feels lucky to be alive, suffered no lasting effect and has made, since made a full recovery. How's the fish feeling? <laughs> I have never attended a more bizarre incident, and I don't think I ever will, Mr. Harrison said. <laughs> so if, if a fish tried to kill me like that, I would grill it and serve it with lemon. Take <laughs> <laughs> your revenge. Is it time to update the old song? There was an old fisherman who swallowed a fish. I don't know why he swallowed a fish. Perhaps he'll require immediate attention from paramedics. I think you must, <laughs> think you must have needed a fisherman's friend after that audio. Oh, oh. hey. You beat me to it. Thanks for joining us this week. We've been Geeky Rummy. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Cheerio, folks. Tatty bye. Matthew Benton sucks.